Um, this is Grassroots Podcasting. Um, I guess I'll introduce. First, uh, I'm Mike Sorg. Uh, we do uh, the Wrestling Mayhem show, is uh, what we're mostly known for. Uh, I'm also involved with uh, the face marketing. We've been brought a lot of our stuff in together, uh, including uh, WTAJ interviews, where I've interviewed uh, the music industry. Just local guys, little guys, and big guys, as far as like biggest, like the Cottonmouth Kings, if anybody's ever heard of them. And uh, guys from their label, uh, Daddy One Legs from Wolf Pack was in Bloodhound Gang. And, uh, and on top of that, I do a video cast called Crap TV for my man Crap, and, uh, which is some fun with uh, Tom Twitch and stuff. And uh, we've been doing this since January, the Mayhem Show in particular, since January of 2006. And, uh, and these guys are friends, our fellow dirty podcasters. Or should I drink that? I don't know if it goes for a dirty. Period. At the last night, we're the dirty pod. We carry a coffee tag. Coffee. <laughs> uh, should I drink that is a craft beer and fire spirit podcast. Uh, we do some video. They're also which are we carry. Start one of our videos. Uh, basically, what we do is we'll go to various six-pack stores, uh, such as Three Sons Dog and Such, which provided all the beer last night for everyone. <laughs> Wonderful craft beer. Uh, over 600 beers available. And delicious hot dogs. <laughs> and uh, what we do basically is uh, we get a theme for each show. Uh, so we've had Turkish beers from the front of ours. We actually went over to Turkey and brought back some, uh, some beverages for us. And then there's also been uh, shows for our IPA, which is India Pale Ale. It's a style. And pretty much, fans will send us ideas too for our shows. They'll say, hey, you know what? I've got this, I've got some beer I want you guys to try. Let me know what your opinion is. Now, the main thing with our show that people seem to like is we'll be brutally honest with you. We'll tell you if it sucks. We don't care. And that's what everyone loves. It's not going to be, oh, well, you know, it's, oh, this is a delicious beer, and it's got this fruity aroma. And, Push it to sleep. We're not about that. And if we were like that, kill ourselves. It's, it's really just boring radio to listen to. Basically, what we're trying to do is one of the reasons we even started Shedrinker.com is uh, we're both pretty much beer snobs, but we're trying to get the normal average Coors Light or Iron City guy into uh, drinking better beers. And the last thing they want to hear is just a creepy aroma. And yeah, see? There we go. It either sucks or it doesn't. You know, we can pretty much simplify the style so that everybody can understand what's going on. We talk about the brewing process. Uh, Brad here actually goes ahead and brews his own beer. So you get a home brewer's perspective from everything. The other thing we do too is we go to breweries, we interview the brewer, uh, people that work here, managers, employees, to see what they like about the beer, why they like the beer. If they don't like the beer, usually those that go on record, but still talk about it. Uh, we go to brew fests. We talk to the brewers, the patrons, everyone that's there. Pretty much it's a, a fan-based show where if you have something you want to say to us, you want to say why you like it here, why you don't like it here, well, listen. And then we'll tell you your honor. As Justin said earlier, some of you guys might not have been here, but send us hate mail too. We love that. Thanks. Big fans of hate mail, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> and he was right. Uh, if you can stir up a little hate or controversy, it actually does help out. We had a, a particular issue recently with uh, this theme that we have is if we don't like a beer, we chug it. You never pour it out, you don't waste the alcohol, you chug it. 
There's been instances where someone on our show has had to drink a seven-year-old drama. Turn a little green. And then we also did one which was a dogfish head 120-minute IPA, which is 20% alcohol. Just out of spite, we chugged it. We had to do it. And the hate mail we got from Beer Advocate, from Rape Beer, from pretty much any respectable beer site, slammed us saying, you guys are a bunch of hacks, you're like college frat guys drinking. But all of them said we would never do that. Then I don't think they really got the joke. You know, pretty much <laughs> as a jab to everybody right. that said there's no way anybody would ever do this type of thing. That's pretty much our marketing for, you know, it's fish off great. If we can educate you on a good beer, wonderful. And basically, uh, before we get into everything, I got we got to explain the rules of uh, one of our sessions here at PodCamp. We started this last year. <laughs> Some people were there or have heard. Uh, fan interaction, that's what our show's about. They got a bit of it, too. That's a lot of what we're going to talk about. You know, we're going to talk about what's worked for us, what hasn't worked for us, and field any questions. That's basically, we just let you know what's worked for us, because we're not your normal podcast. We're, we're not, uh, you know, we're not this week in tech. We're not, you know, something to be desired. We're, we just do what we like to do, right. and people seem to like it, and we've been trying to build on that. Now, the fan interaction for you guys out there is anytime you give a classic Ric Flair woo, give me an example. <laughs> Here. I know I know he's not a regular on the show, but he's here anyways. Uh, but I started this thing with him, we went to streaming radio, and we just we got on the mic and we talked about wrestling because we like it. You know, all this our fans from back in the day from Hulk Hogan or you know, whatever we used to watch, you know. And uh, then these guys got on with us and and people started listening. <laughs> and we started uh, harnessing that through the MySpace accounts. Uh, through, now we have a, 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 what's it called, Snapstream? We have a, a answering machine on our MySpace page. And people can call in with a conventional telephone and read us a message. We play it on the air. One other thing that I want to get to before we uh, before we get too deep into this. All of this delicious Japanese candy, it's for you, the people. We have we have Pocky, we have tiny little Hello Panda treats, and we have these strange fruit flavored gummy things. There you go. Uh, Actually, because listen. when we're when we're feeling down and tired on the show, uh, we eat copious amounts of Pocky, and it just ignites the uh, pistons in our little brains. You're so, giving uh, it just because you don't like it, or what? <laughs> no, no, no. We, we we want to share. <laughs> this is the fuel. One of the fuels for our show. So. <laughs> Wait till the after 
it's always worse than the after party. Mike back there can have to tell you about the after party. After party, you're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, okay, go on. I interrupted you. Oh, I, what was my point? talking about the MySpace and the interaction. MySpace and the interaction. Half of our shows every week, like like these guys, you know, they get their mail. We, we dedicate like half of our show to the... To the, the Messages and the emails and the, the fans that are sending stuff. We, I mean, we've even had a fan come from England that visited us in January. He stayed in the studio on a futon. <laughs> he's graduated to be a doctor, and, and he's coming out hanging out with us. And, it's, 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 and we have several people international across the states. You know, like hardly anybody contacts us globally. Yeah, uh, except for people we know from the local feds. But um, basically, basically, um, very much like should I drink that? Uh, we have found success. Not by uh, throwing a lot of money at our podcast. We uh, this is the expenses, right? This, yeah, this is this is what we drop all our money on. Is this whenever there's a podcast? Uh, we started we started with desktop mics and and uh, little to nothing basically. We don't make any money, and even in our day jobs, we're not exactly uh, uh, rich men. So, but but in spite of all these things, we found uh, we found success in podcasting. Actually, we started with a webcam that was yeah, taped to the video. top of a, a laptop. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. When you, you listen to our first show, you can tell how pretty rancid it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty rough cut, but we put out we're 23 episodes now. Like I said, have some video, some audio, and now we have two well, decent microphones, a mixing board, and it's all it took was about a couple hundred dollars. And the software came with it. It was a whole package for basically for podcasting. So you can get into this for only a, you know, a couple hundred dollars. And as long as you're entertaining the people, they're going to listen. You don't have to have all these fancy noises and you know, stuff that you hear on Top 40 Radio. As long as you're interested, people will listen. And if you want all those fancy noises, just make them yourself. That's I mean, right. Yeah, we'll 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 make noises in your microphones. Well, yeah, that's all <laughs> we do. I mean, with our uh, whole fan mail segment, depending on who's who we got the mail from, we do we sing our own little jingle right before we read it. So, you know. We're not singing the songs right now. <laughs> no, no, we're not singing. You have to go and listen, listen to our show. But um, also, uh, also, like in regards to advertising, um, these guys have already basically trumped us for advertising because they got Grey Kangaroo to advertise on their site. And they were on DVD. They were on DVD, right? Twice. 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 Actually, you, you guys were on the second time. Well, I think you heard the clip. No, yeah, you don't know. There's news for him too. Yeah. When uh, podcast was mentioned, they mentioned the "Should I Drink That" and the uh, Wrestling Mayhem guys. Really? So you think Lindsay for that? Spectacular. No idea. But again, that—that's free advertising. We didn't—we didn't drop a dime on it. It's all word of mouth. Uh, that's, that's the best kind of advertising. And really through, like, well, well, when we first got started, our biggest our, our biggest push as far as advertising was uh, a fellow on the Wrestling Observer. Yes. Uh, started. Somebody sent up a prompt to me, and I said, hey, check out our show sometime. And he started, he once he gave an a, a article about our podcast and a couple other wrestling podcasts. And uh, I saw the quote on the site where he says, you know, these guys do it for free just because they're passionate about it, and they get all the credit in the world. And from then on, he would, they, he would mention, like, every show in the description, like, week to week. This lasted for, I don't know, good four, four 
or six months before he didn't write there anymore. But that was a, that was a huge jump for us. And on top of that, getting getting involved with your community, like there's a beer community, there's a wrestling community, getting on our message message boards and saying, you know, even if you you know you're just active in that message board and you have a little tag that has your podcast at the bottom. You know, that's all you need. You don't have to be blatant, hey, go listen to the Wrestling Mayhem show unless you got something cool like like uh, we, we, we interviewed several wrestlers locally and nationally uh, through the local independent scenes. And uh, we'll say, hey, there's an interview up here with uh, Jimmy DeMarco, who's, who wrestles in the IWC. Or we did uh, Showtime Eric Young from the TNA because he was at a local show. We asked him and he was like, yeah, I'll do it. And, uh, and just, you know, just kind of word of mouth as far as that stuff. And uh, one of the things that's helped us a lot too is just simple things like business cards. We're a drinking podcast, and I go to the bar a lot. <laughs> it's research. <laughs> <laughs> but like any time I'm out, my friends are always like, so I'm always passing out business cards. I mean, if I give one person 30 of them, who cares? Pass them out to this friend. Simple things like that that really get you noticed. And also a nice, inexpensive way to do it, nice glossy cards. We've got these from Vista Print. Basically all you have to pay for, well, put your logo on there, you pay for shipping. That's it. It's like five bucks for 250 cards. Right now we have $1,500 for $20. Nice, glossy, professional looking cards, you know, for an inexpensive price. And that's also one of the other nice things with podcasting. You don't have to have a lot of blitz and glam. Have something that looks you know, pretty decent, nice clean logo, stuff like that. And remember it too, because when you have a logo that is, even if it's crap, we drink it so you don't have to, people seem to remember that one. Yeah, that, that, I remember you guys handed us a business card after our session last last pod game, but I was like, oh, that's a It's a great slogan. <laughs> Thought up at a bar too, while doing research. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, something else that's handy to do with it. Take those business cards, just leave them places. Leave them random places that people are going to find them and think, one, why is there a business card sitting here? And two, oh, okay, well, I'll sit and read it. I've even gone as far as going to a beer distributor and just walking down the aisle and pumping them in cases. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, something they didn't know did that. It was, uh, it was a fan. Random food. Another nice thing too is since these are business cards, you can go to Staples or Office Max and you can buy business card size magnets or throw your business card on it. You might happen to see a couple around here. <laughs> Elevators and stuff like that. <laughs> Sorry, Norm. But I mean, yeah, this is another way. It's, people love magnets. We actually went through about two boxes of these so far and throw it on your refrigerator, throw it on your, your beer fridge, wherever you want. Nice decoration. Yeah, those are also a little bit better than business cards too, because you know you hand out business cards, they're great, but people lose them. They're right on the back of them with other crap. Don't put it next to your wallet. No. No. <laughs> I found that out with my ATM cards. Do not put it next to your wallet. Um, does anybody have any questions about what we're doing? I just want to how long how long did it take you guys to realize that you had something here? What period of time did you start seeing this? That <laughs> oh, was a long time. Well, we started with a, on a server, a streaming server, before we were podcasting with 15 listeners. So. Um, but I don't know. It was a few months in, and we started looking at the numbers. Uh, like we were, uh, we were linked through something called a uh, Fruitcast or something. 
And uh, I remember, like, it was, and, and even like, even though that was low numbers, it was just one place they were getting our cast through. We started seeing like three hits from Shanghai, three hits from Egypt. That was, yeah. That's why we say like uh, coming to you from from uh, L.A. to Cairo, Egypt, because we know we have one fan there. Yeah. And uh, when we have a guy, it was actually summer of last year when uh, when uh, I think them first started emailing us and from London. Yeah. yeah. We thought it was a chicken. Yeah, yeah we, we had no idea. Yeah, when we had a MySpace page with no photos and it wasn't very descriptive, we're like, Vimmel? Is that, is that a girl's name? I don't know. Yeah. I, we couldn't tell. <laughs> Turns out he's a rugby player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a rugby player and a, uh, he's a surgeon now. He's a surgeon yeah, he's, now. He's a, he's a doctor from London and he would listen to us uh, when he was going through going through school. So. And, and then he slept on the food farm in January when he visited us. <laughs> he, he flew in for a weekend, he spent a weekend with us, and I think he spent a week in New York because his girlfriend was there or something like that. And it was it was ridiculous the whole time because you just sit there and be like, okay, you're from London, and you listen to our show, and that's why you're here? It, it's it's mind-boggling. And that's, that's one of those things that it really hits you like, oh, okay, well, I think we have something. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we did this for like six months just for the fun of it. Like, maybe some of our friends listen to it and everything, and and yeah, we probably sucked a lot when we started. We, no, we did oh, yeah. suck a lot when we started. It's okay to suck when you start. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a learning curve. I, I think I heard last, maybe boot camp, it was like, when you if you're just getting started and you do that first podcast, don't put it everywhere. Like, start it, kind of put that word out, kind of get that in motion, but you don't want everybody listening to your first podcast, because even if you get good, like, three months down the line, um, somebody's who heard that first podcast is like, oh, those guys suck, I'm not going back to them. I know, I've done that with a few, and then actually listened to it, and, and, and was pleasantly surprised now. Um, but that, but that, that definitely, like, especially if you're getting started, there's a learning curve, and not everybody's great right out of the gate. I know we weren't. <laughs> so... Uh, it took us probably about six months before we realized that people were starting to pay attention to us. We had, uh, I think, a couple hundred downloads, right. with a, between 100 and 200 for the first few, first few shows. And then in March of, it was March, this year is when we released the uh, Dogfish Head video. And then all of a sudden, we were, a lot of people started paying attention. And we saw our numbers go from a couple hundred to a couple thousand. <laughs> so it, it's been a nice little change of pace there knowing that a lot more people are starting to listen to us now and it, it wasn't just that one show it's been every show since then we're still getting a couple thousand downloads and it amazes us that well first of all people want to listen to us yeah we're just we're two guys from pittsburgh that talk about beer what about access if you, if you guys found that there was a curve i mean it, neither field that you're in would be close to what you call it elitist i guess but if you want to talk to a brewmaster or you want to talk to someone who Scotch, or you folks want to talk to a wrestler, a manager, or an agent, do you find that you have easy access, or has there been a ladder to find to get there? I think as far as we're concerned, we have really easy access, because we're basically a free advertisement for that brewery, mm -hmm. or that beer style, or that, you know, and they, they love it, and they welcome us. Most brewmasters, or even homebrewers that you're going to talk to, are very laid back. They love talking about what they do, it's their passion, and they know that we're here to help promote them, and we have the same passion that they do. So it's only nice that they're like, we'll sit down with you, we'll tell you whatever you want to know. Yeah. We've had shows with uh, there's a little group called Perfect Cobs and Cranberry. And we've done a couple of shows from several different bars, not in Pittsburgh. And 
they love them. And they know our fans will hear that and go to the bar, go to the club, and check it out. So they don't fear the fact that you guys are fearless as far as your tickets. Some places like Herbert and Hobbs, I kind of mentioned to them that we're not the most politically correct bastards on the planet. So we watch it when we're at live. Yes. I mean, we know our place, you know. Like when we're in our studio, the F bombs are flying or whatever. We don't really care. That's the most part now. You got to be yourself. That's another big thing. I start a podcast. If you're trying to, you know, fake it or it doesn't work. You got to be yourself. People can tell when you're faking. Yeah. They can hear it in your voice. There's just no way around it. Never read off the script. Memorize it. Never read it. You can tell that on the on somebody's reading off a piece of paper. Perhaps cheat sheets. Cheat sheets. Those definitely work for us. There's only so much you can fit into one show. You want to make sure you hit everything. So usually what we'll do is we'll, we write an outline of the show of what we want to hit so that there's news stories that are going on. Like recently there was four different news stories that were going on within Pennsylvania with, with, with when the Rolling Rock was leaving and uh, Pittsburgh Brewing. So we got to hit all these by chance in one show. And people tuned in to listen to that because they're like, these guys are local. They know what's going on. Now let's get their opinion, not what the major media is going to print on this. Um, well, for us, as far as accessibility, uh, we really, we shot, like, WWE's not going to talk to us. Like, they hardly, they are very stringent on who their wrestlers talk to. They don't want anybody bad-mouthing anybody else. And uh, TNA was pretty good about it, too, until recently when one of their wrestlers did shoot off his mouth about management on a radio show, like on a, a terrestrial radio show. And, uh, but we go to the local show, IWC, an international wrestling cartel. Uh, run by Norm Potters. They usually do shows down in Elizabeth, Pennsylvania. And they are probably the biggest one in the area. There's probably four or five beds around here, but they're the ones bringing in like guys from TNA, you know, that aren't locked down to contract because they, they're still a new Fed. Um, but we started with, you know, a, you know, just a wrestler I knew that I met at a concert that actually told me about the Fed. And uh, then kind of through word of mouth, he went to the shows, hung out at the after parties, which are open to everybody that goes to those shows. And they started to know us, and and one time about eight of them chopped this guy on his birthday down here. <laughs> so that kind of got us in the door. So and actually, the, the, you just partied with them last week too. Yeah, the crowbar on the strip. So so there. There there is a, a ladder to come to climb, just like you said, because of the nature of the business. Because uh, wrestling as a whole, it is a it's kind of a shady and secretive business, but. Um, like he said, we, we went to the shows and we went to went to the after parties and they got to know us and once they understand that we're not gonna be like complete jackasses on the on the air and we're not gonna we're not gonna like run them into the ground and put them in awkward positions in the interviews. Once they understand that, then then yeah, the, then word of mouth will spread within the groups and everything like that. And you do get you do get a little bit further up the ladder. Now in in contrast there's uh, there's other podcasts out there who do get the guys from TNA regularly. They get the WWE guys, and that's because they're further up the ladder. They know they, the and they they live in Orlando, I believe. That's, yeah. And they, so they go to all the shows, and they're pretty much doing the same thing with TNA. Mm -hmm. You know, the big the big on-site TV group. You know, uh, so they're talking to the right people, and you know, we just don't have that access right now, being in Pittsburgh. But we have access to great talent, because a lot of it comes through this event. A lot of the Ring of Honor talent, which a lot of them ends up in TNA and WWE. 
Um, we actually, uh, two guys, um, one we've interviewed on the show, the other one we should be interviewing in the next couple weeks, have just in last week, were on SmackDown, both of them, uh, because it was in Youngstown, Ohio, and they called a lot of local talent, and uh, one of them's been there, well, they've both been there a few times. Um, and on top of that, like, when they find out about the cast and what we're like, a lot of them, it, it, they just, our personalities kind of fit with these guys, because they're, you know, kind of a rough personality, most of them. Um, like, we, we've, we've had several of them over to the house for the show a lot, a lot of the local guys. Uh, we did a video interview with this tag team called Sexual Grass that we put on the web because they wanted something for their DVD they were working on. Uh, we, we invited uh, Michael the Bomber Facade over uh, just to be on the show with us. We invited uh, uh, Marshall Gambino and uh, Jimmy DeMarco, who are IWC guys, and uh, I think at least one of them was on WWE himself as like a security guard. And they love that they can come and basically say wherever the hell they want. And they get pretty rush, and they love that they have that open forum that they can't even do in the ring because they have, you know, their script to go by and everything. But just, just to let loose and kick in and talk about wrestling or whatever the hell they want to. And, and I think that's why we keep having people that like hear about us, know about us, and we ask them about an interview, and they're like generally like, yeah, I'll do it. I'd love to. And uh, we've just got that report going with them right now. But also it depends on your industry too. Yeah, you, you can't. You can have people in interview, but. The interviews on our on our show are they're a driving thing for it. They're they're big ratings getters, and there's something we try to keep on at least semi regularly. These guys don't have to worry as much about interviews because like, because of the industry. The, Everyone's always going to want to drink beer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean it, it's getting harder with especially with the whole wrestling thing in lieu of uh, recent events with all the big uh, steroid scandal and everything else that's going around with it. And on top of that, a lot of, because of this scandal, a lot of, like I said, WWE, TNA, they're locking down and any type of interview has to go through their management because they don't want anything being said that's going to come back and look bad on the company. And that's a lot of the problem we're running into now is because if it's going to look bad on the company, they want nothing to do with it. And so, I mean, they're both businesses, so when it comes down to it, they both say it's a form of entertainment, but at the root of all that's business, and it's all about making money. If you can't make money, then... At, at some point, yeah, like I, again, I, I can only speak for us, at some point you have to worry about, right now it's okay, we're friends with the wrestlers, and that's how we get our interviews. At some point, if we want to move up the ladder, we have to become friends with the management and stop, and not, be, not have to be friends with the wrestlers, you know what I mean? Like, you have to... Go above them. Exactly, exactly. Because it gets to the point where the wrestlers can't go out and drink. I got to bring up the question I was thinking about. Tension breaker. We're getting a little too serious. Tension breaker. As far as moving up the ladder, like moving to that next step. I know you're talking about your your friends with the talent now. If you want to be friends with the money and the management, that's kind of your, your next step. But what what are your goals for, for both shows? Like sort of what were your goals when you started, and what are your goals now? How they we are a goalless podcast. <laughs> we do because we love it, and we love getting right. together and talking. We love the discussions we get into because we don't agree on anything. Uh, for instance, uh, this guy doesn't like Triple H coming back like he just is going to be at SummerSlam. Yeah, and wrestler. Uh, Kind of ragging on him about it, but uh, but and but still, there's a gent like yeah, we go over the top at times, and we just kind of let loose for a lot of the stuff like that. 
but a lot of times we'll get in a serious, frank discussion of like, no, I don't think he's good for what he's done for the industry. No, I don't think he's a good wrestler versus, yeah, I think he's done a lot. I think he's a great wrestler. I think, he's, you know, there, there's no problem with him. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll get in the same kind of debates about like, what WWE is doing, you know, should they be pushing the buttons that they're pushing? Why, why, is that, why does TNA suck so damn much right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's why we're not getting any interviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're waiting for them all to quit. They just like a whole bunch yeah. of guys. We're going to try pursuing them since they don't know how they're going to come out. Yeah. Really, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, pretty much it just started out with the four of us just hanging out talking about what we've seen on Raw the night before. Mm -hmm. And then we just put a microphone to ourselves yeah. and just figure, why not let other people listen to what we jab, what we jab about for two hours? And on the accessibility, the, uh, the local guys we get a hold of, they love the publicity. Anything mm -hmm. to get their name out there, because a big part of the wrestling community is with the internet and finding like, oh, I heard of this wrestler, Sweet Sour Larry Sweeney. Um, and you can go on YouTube and find like a list of videos that he's done all over the place. And he's been on some you know, very significant uh, independent uh, uh, groups, and he and another guy that was on WWE. He actually played a uh, uh, Hulk Hogan's son in a scoop they did of Hogan's No Back. No, that was that was Sweet Sour Larry Sweeney. What is it? Same guy. Yeah. Yeah. Same guy. <laughs> you said it was a different guy. Woo! <laughs> 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 so, uh, what's your? Uh, <laughs> gives it an extra loud <laughs> So, um... <laughs> yeah, I mean, anybody, before you leave, make sure you sign the YouTube. Yeah, please, we're, we, brought, we brought the YouTube. It's, uh, it's been in the lounge it's, it's, all day. It, we're, we're very much pushing the community aspect. We're trying yeah. to get everybody to sign it. I don't is know so, if I can... Is somebody going to get hit with that later? I don't know. <laughs> After party. Are you, are you, are you volunteering? No. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't figured out if I want to scan it yet. <laughs> doesn't hurt that much. <laughs> we will bring it to the next podcast. I don't know yet. But um, like we were saying about the about the wrestlers, uh, I've always said if you're good to your fans, they'll be good to you. We're good to our fans. They provide us. Our whole second hour is fan content. Yeah. They send us letters. They send us videos. They leave leave us messages. So uh, and they then we read them really on the air and they love emails. It. Really long and entertaining emails. Like our fans have become like characters on our show. That's true. As much as any of us what, are. Don't be what? afraid to condense certain reader emails because otherwise it would be half an hour on one email. What's the best, each of you, what's the best user submission you've ever got? A feedback or whatever? Well, I gotta say because we've kind of started this interesting campaign where I'm apparently running for president. And several wrestlers uh, have called in to put their bid in to be my vice president. Originally I wanted the IWC announcer Chuck Roberts because he's He's just, he's Chuck Roberts. That's all I have to say. Don't awesome. look him up. Uh, I'm going to ask him. He's, he's rubbed his butt. Uh, but then, then it turned into uh, The Rock wanted to be part of it. He wanted to fight for my vice presidency, but he had to bow out because we couldn't give him 10 grand. And uh, now Stone Cold Steve Austin. So it's officially Sorgatron 31608. Oh, aside from that, because he's not here, I think I think I know the answer to his. Oh, uh, Chad the Shad, the, other, the fourth member of our show, uh, has a Facebook group called Chad is Rad, 
the official Facebook group of Chad the Shad. That is up around 130 members right now. Yeah. And, uh, and there's some interesting uh, user submitted questions as in, was your favorite Chad the Shad match, feud, or moment? Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, everybody, everybody has to go to his uh, fan group and uh, give him shit for not coming to pod camp. <laughs> yeah. so, um, I, I, I'd have to say to me, it's a. But <laughs> you're giving yourself one. There are random shops happening. You don't just clap, all right? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> He submitted himself. <laughs> he submitted himself to the state. But uh, the other one, I have to say, um, I, uh, I just recently uh, graduated from college here at the Art Institute. I've been trying to find a job. Episode, I would get two or three messages from the fans saying, uh, "Hope to see you back on the show. Uh, you know, take care of what you need to take care of. Congratulations on graduating, or or get your portfolio done, stuff like that." They're they're very they just personally supportive. So I have to say that's my favorite. And a lot of our fans are not over the age of eighteen.
right? Kind of get away from the buds and the millers and everything and, and give it a You also get hit a lot, too. <laughs> so if we can convert a couple people, or even if you give it a chance, just try the beer. There are other options out there besides the stuff that you use, you know, while you're watching TV. Football or, beers. Yeah, football beers. <laughs> or as they say, white trash beers, whatever they want to call the high-volume beers that are out there. There are good beers. And Pittsburgh actually has a fairly large selection of yeah. craft beers. And there's Church Brewers. There's Scott over at Easton Brewing. Uh, Burford and Hops. Rock Bottom. Uh, there's a the new place that's opened out in Monroe. I mean, Pittsburgh is actually a hotbed for podcasting, blogging, blogging, and beer. <laughs> and wrestling. Actually, it's a very good wrestling town. That's a band in general. Woo! It's <laughs> <laughs> a face. So, uh, what are we? I see our target next. Hello. Is this the home of Bruno San Martino? Bruno San Martino lives here. I was originally from Italy, but he lives here, and a lot of other guys do. A lot of that, before it became like your big WWE, WCW, it was local territories, and there was a lot of individual territories that were concentrated around this area, the northern eastern part of the United States, and there was a lot of them. There was probably a good, I want to say like, yeah, that were that were just in the area, like within a 50 to 100 mile radius, and it's just. Well, it's time for us to wrap up. I guess the, the whole point, I don't know how educational we were, but there's not a lot of techniques or anything we went over, but basically what we're trying to say, you know, talk about what you know, talk about what you love, don't have any inhibitions. You know? And visit the websites. <laughs> yeah, shouldidrinkthat.com, wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Justin has it as his homepage. He wasn't well, going. There you go. Check out the site. Please check out this fellow who's going to teach you how to start a podcast uh, in room 435 right after this. And please have some candy. Yeah. Woo! 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 Oh! 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 <laughs> real quick, real quick. I told this guy he gets one overhand shot from us before the panel's over. What? This one.